Hello and welcome to my podcast. I am Mina. I am your host for today. This is recorded on my iPad because I'm having a little bit of difficulties with my microphone at the moment because whenever I talk into it, it seems to do this like, you know, it peaks every now and then and it creates this like noise, which is very irritating. So that's why I'm doing it on my iPad right now. So for obvious reasons, today is going to be a little bit different. Because I'm doing things on my iPad instead of actually using my microphone that I have, it's going to sound a little bit different, but we don't really care too much about that. I'm still going to edit things how I want to. We're going to read out some of these Reddit stuff and we're going to have some fun. So first off, how is everyone? How's your like Wednesday doing? Because mine started off really well. I've talked to my girlfriend. I've had some fun talking with her teachers and stuff. And um, it's been a wonderful morning. And there's been some, like, lots of things that haven't been happening. Obviously, my girlfriend and I need to talk about a couple of things. Because things haven't always been, haven't been going too well in some regard. But we're dealing with it. We're doing just fine. We love each other so much. So we try and work things out. I probably shouldn't be talking about this stuff, but oh well. And yesterday I went and bought some nice little, like scented candles since I've rearranged my entire desk. Everything has been switched around. My like cabinet has also been moved. I have my LED lights behind me. My RGB lights behind me, I mean. And my desk's been moved from the one area to the other area. So now I can look out the window and have the light shining more on me. I'm also working on my Discord server with my friends, though it's it's a kind of show that's not meant for children or anything, so we're gonna keep that separate. So today, um, we're gonna read a couple like really fun Reddit posts. I'm gonna see if I can find like the best ones for everyone. So we have one, Malici Malicious Compliance by Club Wag. Shady boss lied about my position to keep me from policy allowed benefit for years. I found out and it changed everything. A few years ago, I worked at a big retail company and had for many years. Eventually, I went through enough grade school education to get my license to work at a higher level. Much more pay, more job satisfaction, more responsibilities, fancy title, but the job market was rough. I stayed with my company to work in a floated position where I would cover a large area and work at all the stores within the area on a rotating but irregular basis. Eventually, I wanted to get a staff position where I have a single store assigned. The area was huge, the further store being over a 100 miles from my home. And that is exactly where I was assigned to train for the new role. It was a rough store. Folks in my position were robbed and assaulted at gunpoint. Neighborhood was very unfriendly. Volume at the store was among the highest in the state. Staff turnover was, as you might expect, extreme. Well, after training, I wasn't really being scheduled to float to other stores. Once a month, at most, I asked to be scheduled a little more diversely, since most of the stores in my area were, v were much closer to my home and didn't require four hours of driving a day. Bossman told me that I was the only floater experienced enough to handle the stores. I didn't buy it. But what can you do, right? Well, a colleague told me about the mileage reimbursement policy. Floaters working at a store more than 50 miles from home can file for reimbursement of mileage over the 50 miles each way and can even include meals. So I filed a few of those out and sent them to my boss to sign. 
He didn't quite refuse, but he never actually signed and filed them. I suspect as much as I left his office at our district centre, he tossed them out. Bossman tells me later that they must be lost in the system. Eventually, the same colleague showed me how to fax those same forms to accounts payable by passing the district bossman. So I started doing that. One day, Bossman calls me in a panic. He wants to stop my filing the forms. I asked to be floated closer to home, but he won't budge. He needs me at the miserable store. He promises me he'll make me a staff role at the store if I promise to stop faxing those files. Staff roles are a promotion and usually come with better pay and a few other little conveniences. So I agree. Bossman says there won't be a pay bump right away, but that it'll come down the road. That never happened. Two years later, the situation at the store has become too toxic for even me. I asked to step down from the staff position to be a floater again and be allowed to float to other stores. Bossman says that I am already a floater, never was in a staff position, but that he can't let me work at other stores because it's better for me and the customers if I stay there for fa familiarity. Familiarity. There we go. Floaters do not get scheduled to stores exclusively. So I am being singled out because they are still desperate to cover that dump of a store. I am livid. So I started looking. It took me months, but eventually I found an opportunity to make my dream career transition. I put in my formal notice and that's when the fun started. Remember the whole mileage reimbursement policy? Well, I kept meticulous track of all my shifts and there is no statute of limitations baked into the policy. So I started filing out those reimbursement forms to retroactively cover every single shift from the past two odd years. I skipped the meal part since I didn't want to go through all that effort of finding receipts. I had a friendly store manager sign off on them and I started sending them to accounts payable directly again. I didn't fax them all in at once. But for each shift in my final two weeks, I faxed a few dozen in. We still have fax machines in that line of work, believe it or not. I figured, and what do I have to lose? Worst case scenario, accounts payable declines the forms. On my last few shifts, I started getting the checks from accounts payable. Not added to my paycheck, but sent to me directly. Mileage reimbursements are non-taxable income. So this was all tax-free money coming to me. It must have taken a while for the charges to show up on a balance sheet because a few weeks after my final paycheck, I get a call from my now former boss man. He wasn't happy. I got some big loss prevention manager involved and together they started saying I was breaking some rule by requesting the payment. They specifically claimed I was ineligible because I agreed I wouldn't be eligible in a staff position. They then threatened legal action against me if I didn't remit the full amounts back into that week. But I had the email chain from when Bossman said I was never staff and always a floater. I politely referenced that email chain before letting them know firmly that because I was lied to, our prior agreement didn't apply 
and I was fully eligible all along. Corporate policy, as confirmed by HR, agreed with me. So I let them know I wasn't returning a single penny. In the end, the reimbursements amounted to well over 21,000 US dollars, and I transitioned into my dream job. I could say that I would trade that money back for the time I lost commuting to that miserable store, four hours every shift. But all the pressure motivated me to making the best career move of my time. The great satisfaction of not only professionally surpassing my old boss, but getting to tell him that his lies cost him way more on the way out. It almost priceless. I also shared my story and method with many colleagues who were being told wrongly by the bossman that they didn't qualify for this policy. Our next Reddit post is by Soron for Poor. Can't pay my speeding ticket in cash, but by transfer? All right, I'll subtract the transfer fee then. This is the story of my dad. Some 30 years ago, the police stopped him for a minor traffic violation, which meant a fine of 20 bucks. He pulled out his wallet and wanted to give the policeman a bill, settling the score on the spot. The policeman, however, was pity about my dad's do not care attitude and told him he wouldn't take the money and he'd have to transfer it via bank account. Just to make some extra bureaucracy for him. Mind, this was back in the time before internet banking. I, my dad had to go to the bank to order the transfer. Cue malicious compliance. A transfer had a fee of 19 cents. So my dad sent them 1981 instead of the 20, as the fine is $20 and should not be $20.19. Their computer system could not process this as the amount was not correct and sent the money back automatically. A few days later, he received a payment reminder. He politely answered that he had already made the transfer, minus the cost of the transfer fee as he could have paid in cash, but the policeman did not want the money. He then sent them $19.14. The 20 minus twice the banking fee and minus the cost of the stamp. Of course, the automatic system sent the money back again as it was not the right specified amount. The next reminder was answered by his lawyer who explained to them that he thinks my dad has the legal high ground. They paid it again, this time below $18. The money was transferred back again and the police actually let the case rest, seeing that it wouldn't go anywhere and that fixing the booking software to not send the money money back would be too expensive. Too long, didn't read. My dad was stopped by police for speeding and fined $20. The policeman did not want to take my dad's cash to make him go to the bank and waste extra time. My dad transferred the 20 minus the transfer fee and the fine booking system could not cope with it and gave him back his money. Note, probably wouldn't have worked if the lawyer wasn't a good family friend who thought the story hilarious and pitched in despite the really small amount. On to our next malicious compliance post on Reddit. This one is by SnoopPickles1731. Company refuses to pay me overtime. I left job site with job incomplete and client unhappy. This happened years ago when I was just starting to wake up to companies abusing employees and employees taking it because 
they are just thankful they have a job. I worked as a sales rep for a company in the technology field, two-way radios and alarms to be specific. Said company never had enough technical staff, so I started training myself and asked our lead technician to teach me the program and sort out minor problems, as well as to do installations, which was nice since I was doing clients' visits one to four times a month, depending on how big the client was. And then I could sort out problems while I was on site. I ended up doing most of my clients' installations, and the manager of the technical department was happy because it's less work for him. And he knows I do the jobs properly because I want to keep my clients happy. Accordingly, he had no problems signing my timesheets and overtime hours as well. OT was around 10 to 20 hours a month, so 1 to 5 hours a week, which I think was a great deal considering I was doing the jobs of two people actually. It went well for a few months until one day, just before payday, I got called in by the MD or owner. He had my timesheets for the past few months in front of him. He asked me what they were and I gave him an explanation. He scratched out my OT out, saying sales reps don't get paid OT. I tried to explain to him why I was getting overtime and that he can ask my tech manager, but he was having none of it. I was pissed as it was a little extra money, but whatever. About a week later, I was at a client about 160 kilometers or 100 miles from the office. We had a big installation and was almost done except for programming and tidying up some cables. I checked the time and told the apprentice technician to pack up. He was like, but we're not done with the job. I told him, I don't care. I don't get paid overtime. It's 2 p.m. and it's about a two hour drive back to the office. We packed up, client comes out and I gave them him the explanation saying we will be back in the following morning to finish what was effectively 30 to 45 minutes of work. Client wasn't happy but understands that I don't get paid to work late. I was on the road about 15 minutes when my phone rings. It was the owner, the same one that said I don't get paid overtime. He asked me what was I doing and why I wasn't finishing the job. As the client was not happy, I told him the explanation above. And then I said that he said, I don't get paid overtime, so I'm not working late and will drive back to finish tomorrow. Silence for about five seconds. As I assume he realized I was following his express instructions and there was nothing he could do. He told me to go back and finish the job and we can talk about it later. I told him no, unless he pays me overtime. He says he will, and I tell him to put it in an email before I will turn back. I could hear him go red in the face. He said he will send it now. I switched on my laptop, connected the dongle. This was still before smartphones and the email on our phones. A few minutes later, the email came through. We turned around and finished the job. I got paid my overtime and never again was there a query over my timesheets or hours booked. I was the only rep out of five that got paid overtime. This has been today's podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed and I'll see you all guys for next time. Have a great day. I hope you enjoy Wednesday and I'll see you guys next week. Bye guys.